In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes so that we might know God. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Happy Transfiguration Sunday. Yeah, I don't know what the exact response to that is. If you look at the response that Peter has, it's, Lord, it's good that we're here. You should have all brought Coleman camping gear. You know, we, we could have all hung out together for the whole Transfiguration Week. It would have been great. But thankfully, Jesus says, no, uh, this is only a momentary thing. And this is that moment where we get to sort of experience His Transfiguration. And Transfiguration Sunday is, well, it's kind of an interesting Sunday. Because... Really, when you look at the Transfiguration, you, you come out of the experience of seeing the Transfiguration as it's read in the Gospel, if you're imagining what that's like, you come out of this experience, maybe sort of like the disciples, going, what just happened? I mean, can you imagine what it was like for Peter, James, and John to go up the mountain with Jesus? Now, what they're doing going up the mountain, you don't know. Yeah, maybe they're like Isaac. They're a little bit worried. They're like, hey, we're going up the mountain. We don't have a sacrifice. Uh Uh-oh. Good laughter. That means you know your Old Testament. Good. They're going up the mountain, and they're with Jesus, and they're like, okay, Jesus, what are we doing? And then all of a sudden, there's this moment where Mark just says that he was transfigured before them, where all of a sudden his clothes became whiter than anybody could bleach them. Which There's probably a Tide commercial there from the Super Bowl. That, that sense of what, what just happened. And then all of a sudden... Not only has he been transfigured before them, not only is he glowing before them, like Moses glowed when he came back from speaking with God. But now all of a sudden, there's two extra people in their party. And those two extra people are Moses and Elijah. Now, how they knew that they were Moses and Elijah, we don't really know. You know, maybe they were wearing name tags. But somehow they knew... That's Moses. That's Elijah. And this is freaky. Because they're long gone. And so what are they doing here with our rabbi? And so they go through this experience and then all of a sudden it's sort of like the door closes on the transfiguration. And all of a sudden, Jesus isn't glowing anymore. All of a sudden, Moses and Elijah are gone. And all they see is Jesus only. And they start going back down the mountain, and Jesus says this strange thing. Jesus says, Shh! Don't tell anybody what you've seen here. Until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. 
And you can imagine what that must have felt like for Peter and James and John as they were coming back down the mountain and they were meeting fellow disciples like Bartholomew. And Bart walks up to Peter and says, Hey, what happened? And Peter goes, Um, nothing. And there's that experience of like, well, what do I say? Even if Peter wanted to say something, what would have Peter said? What would have Peter said in response to, hey, what happened up on the mountain there? Well, it's a question that maybe you're kind of used to answering in a way. Because maybe you have some friends that are not here in this building today. Maybe you have some friends that, that don't go to a building like this, that don't belong to a community like us together. Maybe you have some friends that when you talk to them and you're going over what you did this weekend and you bring up, hey, I went to University Lutheran. Well, that's a little formal. You probably say, I went to church. That they say, oh, well, what happened? Well, what would you say? Keep in mind, I am not putting you under the same ban that Jesus did. I'm not saying keep this quiet until something miraculous happens with the pastor. I'm just saying, if they asked you the question, what happened while you were here? What would you say? Would you say, well, I, I showed up and there was no water. <laughs> and they would say, well, is that meaningful somehow? No, it's plumbing issue. But then, then worship started. Then, then I started praying to God. Then I started to ask myself this question about what I need to know. As I listened to their excellent musician play the prelude. And I started asking me, myself that question. I started to ask God that question. I started to ask God, what do I need to know? And then after that, then things transitioned a little bit. And I started thinking about how I am a sinner and, and all of the things that I've done wrong, the ways that I haven't loved God completely, the ways that I haven't loved the people around me completely. And then the pastor did this crazy thing where he stood up there and he said that by the power of Jesus, all of those things were wiped away, that they were washed away without water in the building. And then after that, well, then, then we, we read some scripture together, and then the pastor got up again, and he talked at me for a little while. And then after that, well, then this really crazy thing happened, where all of a sudden, the pastor took some stuff that was underneath a little tent... And that stuff underneath the little tent, you'll never believe this. That stuff underneath the little tent, it became body and blood. While still being bread and wine. Crazy. 
Is that what you'd say to him? Maybe you'd write your story of what happened this morning a little bit differently, but maybe those would be parts of it. And those are all things that, as you're walking away from this experience, hopefully, especially after I've walked through those things with you, hopefully you're walking away from this experience knowing that stuff. And those are the things that you need to know. Those are the aspects of this transfiguration moment that you are having this Sunday. And in a lot of ways, I mean, we say this, especially during Lent, we say every Sunday is a little Easter, which is especially important during the season of Lent, because if you give up something for Lent, that means that Sunday you can go back to eating chocolate. But in another way, every Sunday is also Transfiguration Sunday. It's a little Transfiguration Sunday. It's a little moment where God pulls back the veil and shows us what we need to know. That God pulls back His connection with our life and shows us clearly, profoundly, palpably, the stuff that we need to know. And the stuff that we need to know is simply this. The stuff that we need to know is God forgives you. That all of that guilt that you're carrying around right now from whatever it is, maybe it's guilt that you've been carrying around from years past. Maybe it's guilt from the sin that you just can't seem to stop doing. Maybe it's guilt from things that you yourself don't really fully understand, but you just feel guilty about them. That what God is doing, what God is teaching you, what God wants you to know, when He pulls that curtain and shows you who He is in this mystical, transformative moment for you, is that He forgives you. That He loves you. That He has given His only Son to die for you. And those things, honestly, they're, they're meant for you so that when you come back down off of this mountain and you talk to the people around you, the people that maybe ask you or maybe are even too afraid to ask you where you were on Sunday, that you've got this knowledge of what happened today. That what happened today is God has illumined your hearts That God has said, this is who I am for you. And who I am for you is your Savior. Who I am for you is your forgiver. Who I am for you is your lover. Who I am for you is your God. Because Jesus has raised from the dead. And so, 
the stipulation of not telling our neighbors is no longer there. Instead, it is ours. Ours as His body, as the people who are called by His name, as the people who are baptized into His identity. It is ours to go and to reveal that to those around us. To pull back the curtain ourselves and to say, look at this God I know. Look at this God who forgives me. Look at this God who loves me. Look at this God who is my Savior. Look at this God who is so beautiful and radiant He's your God too. And so, may you this week come back down from this mountain. May you roll down the mountain like the water that is rolling out of that pipe underneath here. And may you saturate the people around you with His forgiveness, His love, His salvation. Because the only reason He's given it for you to know is so that now that others may know as well. Amen.